Happy birthday, Cameron. It's not even your birthday yet. How are you, old man? How 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 am I? How are you? I'm pretty good. How old are you? Twenty two ish. Almost. Well, I mean, there's multiple birthdays going on right now. What's the birthday? What other birthday is there? Birthday of this podcast. I don't think that's actually true. I think we're past what our birthday would be. Our our one year? Wouldn't it? I'm not sure. Hold on. I can actually cross-check this. Because I think our first episode June was like June 25th. Oh, okay. So 2018 was right, our right. first episode. Yeah. So this is like approximately our one year. Yeah. And this is how we're going to close out the first year of everything comes from something. So it was like right after my birthday? Yeah. Yeah. For your birthday gift, I said, you know what? We're going to have a little bit of creative liberation. You know what? We're going to do a podcast and make you work and do a lot of things. We'll do a bunch of extra work, go through <laughs> creative denial and depression. Um, Start to hate each other after a little while. You know, begin to uh, think that we're talentless shills and that <laughs> no one is listening to this anyways. All the fun aspects of creating and, you know, leaving an impact on the world with a legacy. Oh, who would ever want to leave an impact on the world? I don't know. Then then podcasts in the future would just make fun of you, like this you, one. No, you ever think about this? You ever think about how if you... There are a couple ways to leave an impact on the world, right? You could leave a very good impact or you could leave a really, really bad impact. Okay? I, be, I bet but you it's you, easier to do the bad impact. Oh, 100%. 100%. Actually, I, oh, well, I don't know. I think it might be equal... In in difficulty, right? Because if you leave a bad impact, maybe you don't get f- remembered for like forever. But you, if you leave like a Hitler impact, that took a lot of work <laughs> to do. Oh my gosh! <laughs> you know what I mean? At like the, that was cost, hard at the cost of his soul and sanity. Probably exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's hard. That was hard. It's just as hard to leave a really really bad impact as. Leaving a really, really good end. Well, I think I that's think. that's a good message to take away from this podcast for sure. If they're equally just as difficult, do the good one. Well, I don't know because then what? I, I'm <laughs> I'm also like no 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 I'm I'm also kind of like would you want to leave an impact? Because then you're just totally wiped. You well like I don't know you're you're open for for criticism and exhaustion forever. Yeah. Like forever, yeah. I mean, hey, episode three, four, or the one that everybody streams still to this day. About yes. the presidents? Yeah, popular presidents. Yeah. It's just us making fun of the president. I think that's why people want to be, like, in positions of power and, like, you know, presidents or whatever. Because they want to be remembered. To be remembered? There's a lot of presidents that are forgotten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Yeah. I wonder if this episode will be remembered. Who ain't gonna? Who who's gonna remember James A. Garfield? You know, ain't nobody. Ain't nobody remembered James A. Garfield. <laughs> you can remember him more if you listen to our uh, president assassination episode. Yeah, all right. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Everything Comes from Something episode fifty, the final. Everything comes from something episode four. This. One year anniversary. My name is Isaac Ransom. I'm Cameron Tuttle. Thank you for joining us on this beautiful journey. If you are listening to this and you love the show, check us out at patreon.com slash ECFS podcast where you can support us just like our executive producers, Darren O'Neill, Kiana Layap, and Eric and Ariel Walk. We appreciate those people. They're on our creative team and they help us shape the show. 
Patreon's going to be going through some changes, though. And if you don't see us post for the next two weeks, that's because we are taking a break for doing this podcast for a year. Um, if this is your first episode, it's going to be a little different. Usually we do a topical show. This one is us just wandering around uh, nonsense, and we're going to be talking about what it's been like to create a podcast for one full year. Um, it's definitely been a process. That is for sure. Yeah. But we will be gone for two weeks. The next episode, this episode should be going live on Monday the 17th. The next episode will go live on July 8th. We post every Monday. We'll let you know if something's changing. And if you want to keep up with more details or message us, we are on social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, Facebook's for old people, so I think Twitter and Instagram are the ones I get the most notifications for. You can follow us on yeah. Twitter at ECFSPod. Instagram at ECFS Podcast. Same with Facebook for ECFS Podcast. So that's all the info. Cameron, it's time to have a small discussion. A about tiny one. A tiny, tiny discussion. Hopefully not about Hitler. Well, what a strange way to start the show. I mean, I think we could bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> this is the problem. Cameron and I have a tendency to be drinking LaCroix on a podcast. It gives you the burps. Yeah, that's that's true. If we learn anything from these first 50 episodes, we should banish LaCroix or any carbonated drink mm. from doing a podcast or ha- being the I beverage of choice. I don't know if that's true because we like to drink LaCroix and sometimes we like to drink gin and tonics, but, you know. I am both... personally addicted to carbonated drinks. I'm, I, I am too. I love them. I think they're so refreshing. Mm. It's like 100 degrees outside. Yeah, yeah. I it was even really hot in San Francisco today. It was like ninety five, which never happens. Someone, Absolutely never happens. Someone made a comment to me that it was like a hundred degrees in Las Vegas and a hundred degrees here or something like that mm. today. And but technically it feels hotter here than in Las Vegas because of humidity. Mm. And I didn't even realize that was a thing. Humidity? It feels hotter. Yeah, yeah. Why don't we just measure it by how it feels? Because that's what we deal with, right? <laughs> well, because feeling is subjective. So, I don't know. When you can't breathe, like it's so it's hot, humid out here that it feels like you're breathing less air when you walk outside. Mm, that no, yeah, that's true. So I want some sort of rating system for that. Well, it, Forecast we, is going to be a hundred degrees. We have uh, that with the feeling of can't breathe we have that we have that when it's cold because it's like it's like oh you know it's 34 but it feels like 29 i guess they have humidity percentages probably yeah and like and like wind chill and stuff they factor all that in i wish there was like a person that would describe their (laughs) subjective feelings about the weather each morning it's probably gonna feel the weather guy not that great the weather guy who walks outside and he's like oh man it's it's really just hot as balls down here (laughs) Extremely disappointed in a way. He's like, oh man. <laughs> He's like, ah, oh. you know. He walks out. It's a perfectly sunny day. It it feels nice, but personally, I'm going through a lot right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not happy with the way the He's weather He's like, is. oh, it's 72, but my wife is leaving me. I would have preferred clouds <laughs> and rain, actually. So, and then, oh, back to you, Jeff. Uh, well, okay, you know that was a weird way to start. All the right, morning. get yourself some help. <laughs> My favorite thing to watch on YouTube, amongst many other things, but one of my favorites, I think I should say, is the news anchor mess ups. Love it. I love it. It's so funny because you figure these people do it day in and day out. You know the one, though. The one that tops all other ones that I can't say. I don't don't remember. Where he's like, like, (laughs) 
<laughs> I can't say it, but <laughs> he's. Oh, oh, oh! Yeah, they have a lot of swearing slip-ups when they're reading the teleprompter. Keep effing that chicken! <laughs> Do oh, you know that oh, one? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. That was I love it. that so much. It's it's the best. <laughs> you figure they're just reading like some coworker just sabotages the teleprompter or something. I don't know because that guy he was like reacting to something the other guy was saying. Right. He was he's he, he says something like it takes a tough man to make a, a tender forecast. What on earth? And you're just like I don't know I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyways, we totally derailed from there. Hundred percent. Can you imagine us doing live TV? Oh, we'd being be on a, terrible on a at news it. news show or something like that. Uh, no, I think we'd be terrible at it. This is why we have to have. A I podcast. think I would be. I think I'd be okay at it. I think I could do it. You know what I really hate though? If you've ever had the experience of reading off a teleprompter, mm. it, it is. It actually takes some talent to make it sound natural. It's like kind of hard. Here's a perfect example. If you want to know what it's like to read off a teleprompter unnaturally watch Keanu Reeves talk about cyberpunk 2077 at E3 2019 <laughs> he is like tripping up over his words yeah um he's like trying to follow it you'd think he could have memorized the lines though right yeah, he, he looked like he just walked out of those fog machines a little tipsy himself yeah well. plus the crowd was going nuts for him so maybe that was the other thing I'm kind of like I'm 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 not sold on Keanu Reeves. I you like know him. what I mean? I like him. I think he's like not a very good actor. I don't think he's a good actor. I think he just people like him because of his his constant appearance in different roles and um he just has like a history of showing up in places you wouldn't expect. I watched this weird Netflix original the other night, um Always Be My Maybe. What a mistake to watch it. First of all, do not go check out this movie. It's pretty bad. And um, the movie is awful until Keanu Reeves shows up as like the a-hole boyfriend that, you know, like the guy likes the girl and he's about to tell her, but she's like, I just got a boyfriend. I really want to tell my best friend that I just got a boyfriend. He's like, oh man. And it's Keanu Reeves, which is (laughs) hilarious, dude. And he is like this really, I'm trying to think of a character that that I could best describe him in this role. He's like a... Isn't Keanu Reeves like 50? Yeah. He's like old. He's He plays this role in it that is... Ba- he plays himself. He's literally Keanu Reeves in the movie. Right, right. And he like pretends to be like a really weird like spiritual person where he's like, the walls are speaking to me. And you know, like it, he's just completely psychotic. They, they're at this uh, restaurant and he, the funniest part is he orders this meal because he asks the waiter, he's like, do you have any dishes that deal with the essence of time (laughs) and like and so they hand him this dish uh, with different meats and they're like yes and this order comes with headphones you get to hear the sounds of the animals screaming as you eat the meat (laughs) and so he's like there's this just like this still shot of him eating the meat and he's like you can hear the sound of like the animals crying in his headphones and then he just (laughs) he like breaks down like completely starts crying perfectly it was it was like that was the funniest joke in the movie. Not worth admission, and it's free on Netflix. But mm. yeah, not that, worth the time. Not worth the takes. time to find that. But yeah. it, it was. It, I was like, I like Keanu Reeves. He's funny. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not. I just 
I'm just not so sold on him. Yeah, I, like everybody loves him for some reason, but I'm like, he's just, he's fine. Those John Wick movies are are pretty fun. Yeah, of course. I really liked. I had not seen when I saw John Wick three. But guess what is not the best thing about those John Wick movies? His acting. <laughs> he doesn't have to say anything he, when he. Well, yeah, but he does anyways. <laughs> He's fine. But when he when he's like doing the action stuff and the stunts and the like fight choreography, that stuff's awesome. But when he's talking and saying things, it's really I think that not role very good. the role as um John Wick is really fitting for what he's capable of, which is saying a few lines and looking cool. Yeah. No, yeah. That's um true. But now that you mention it, there's a huge all star cast. In, in those films, and the other people do deliver incredible performances, I think. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's the weakest link on the chain. So sure. if you're if you're looking for acting, though, they entertain you with other characters is kind yeah. of the point I'm making. Yeah, no, I guess so. I guess that's true. You, like his character, this is weird, and I don't mean to go on a John Wick tangent. <laughs> we're, we're very off topic because we were, we're like, let's just gun it. Let's just talk how we want to talk. Quick, I guess, side review for John Wick 3. That movie feels like a video game when you're watching it because you because John Wick is kind of lifeless mm. and not really well acted. He's just a surrogate for the the viewer to watch and follow. Right, right, right. right? You root for him, but he doesn't say much. He's just kind of John Doe, you know, or John, you know, he's just the guy, right? He's the guy you're following. And the rest of the criminal underworld or the characters around him are so charismatic I guess or, or mm-hmm. so like full of character that um, they carry that interest that you have as a viewer you're ve- like who's who's the guy oh man Morpheus in uh, in the Matrix what's that guy's actor I can't remember Fetcher uh, am I close no dang ah, I don't remember his name I'll um, look it up but he is like the king of the pigeons in New York Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in that in this in John Wick two, right? He, yeah, and he's yeah. in three too. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, but it's like it's he's such a hilarious character. He's like I'm the I'm the crime syndicate underlord uh, of the pigeon realm in New York or something. I'm like, what the heck is this guy talking about? Because I had not seen any of them before John Wick three. Yeah, and Lawrence so, Fishburne. Lawrence. Fishburne. I, I was right about the F. F. What did you say? I said Fetcher. No. But I I knew his last name was F. Okay. I was close. Whatever. We're done ch- talking about John Wick 3. Okay. One year doing a podcast, Cameron. Let's talk. I, I know we did an episode right at the end of the year, I think. Or in the middle of our sh- podcast saying, like, everything comes from something. Reviews, everything comes from something. Mm. Which is us making fun of all the old podcast episodes we did and kind of talk about our experience. This is kind of a hard question, so I think we're going to work through it throughout most of this show. But I'm curious, Cameron, for you, what has this show done for you personally? Like, how how has it impacted you as an individual? And, like, why? I think we're going to get to the pros and cons negative, but I'll just leave it at that. Like, what has it done for you as a person? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think think one of the best things about it and one of the things that I keep coming back to and why I love to do it is that I I basically have a business excuse to hang out with my best friend so that that's something that I think is like really important to me as far as keeping it going because 
I am not necessarily all that concerned about like who listens or how many people are, you know, tuning in or whatever. It's more just so that I can I can hang out with with you and with other people that we bring on the show. You know what I mean? And and the the con with that, I mean the pro is that we have a scheduled time to like to sit down and hang out for a little while. The con with that is that like it it starts to transform and become work, you know what I mean? Yeah. And there's there is something difficult about that. But I think I mean I think so far it's been it's been worth it. Like we've done it for a year. We haven't burned out. So which honestly was surprising to me because halfway through when we were making the show, we've done the show every single week. And Cameron lives yeah. 35, 40 miles away in San Francisco. Yeah, like 50 or 60. Oh, yeah, sorry. I'm I'm really bad with distance and measuring. It's like an hour. Yeah. So it's an hour drive away, and I know it doesn't sound that bad, but when you have to do it every week, like we alternated, right? Thankfully, Cameron drove down today because I was really busy. Thank you for that, by the way. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, it's just... It's always good to I don't know what I'm saying what the heck (laughs) where am I going with this right friendship we would not hang out as much if we didn't do the show nowhere even close and we would know from experience because you went up to San Francisco when you were a freshman and sophomore and I didn't see you at all Right, right. Like, we saw each other probably once every four or five months. Yeah, and then we'd come back, like, for... We'd hang out for, like, summers and whatnot. Right, but, right, right. But it was always like, oh, well, you're busy during the week. I'm working and I'm going to school, and so are you. So, like, we're not gonna... We're not gonna carve out, like, a couple hours for me to come down or you to come up and hang out. Like, that would happen pretty rarely, and when it did, we would, you know... It'd, it'd be fun, but it would be, like all right, let's grab coffee or let's grab lunch, let's grab dinner or something, and then, you know, we'd hang out, and then you'd go back. Yeah, it's always awkward to be best friends with someone and then never see them, ever, right? Yeah, yeah. And so Cameron and I have always been like, dude, we're we're best friends, we're super close, and then we wouldn't see each other at all, and so when we'd hang out, it'd be this awkward, like, catch-up game. Yeah, yeah. And there is nothing wrong with... The way we're interacting with each other per se, I think most people can relate to that situation. You know someone for a long time and then you just don't get to spend the time to be around them. But that that time together is important because they, there's like less of a wall or a layer of uncomfortability. And that's been my personal challenge with like most of my friends who go away is that you just, when you don't see them for a long time, it's like, what do you even talk about? Right? When you're going through that. So I think it was of the utmost importance for me personally that summer, last summer, um, because we had been talking about, man, we just want to create something together. We want to do something together. Um, and we had talked about all these side mock-up ideas for a show, making YouTube content. I know I had this idea for a show called Passion People, which I've brought up, and how I wanted the show to be more interview-based with mostly Cameron as the co-host and then interview people like mo- most of the time as well. So we could lay a little bit of that burden of um, hosting a show off with you. Um, but the I don't know. I think you said something like passion people sound like a porno. So we didn't go with that. <laughs> Did I? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember that. And it, and it was because we were like, well, um, 
you know, people like the idea was like people are interesting. People are exciting when they're talking about something that they care about. You might notice as a listener of everything comes from something, we usually cycle between history, random thoughts or personal development, um, movies, film and video games. I already said film. I meant to say movies, TV and video games, right? Those, um, those are like, we always try to talk about something that we're passionate about. And if you've been listening to the show for a long time, we always talk about this one episode that we did where there was like no passion and we never released it. <laughs> it was about the office and arrested development and, um, I forget parks, parks and rec. Yeah. Um, and we decided to cut it because it was like, there's no energy behind this episode. There's no like excitement about what we're talking about. Not to say that we haven't had low energy episodes, but like being passionate about something makes it entertaining for the listener. So that was the original concept of what this podcast was supposed to be. And that kind of birthed everything comes from something because it's a broad statement. And Cameron and I were like, well, you want to have the freedom to do what we want to do with this show. And luckily we had great listeners from the beginning. I want to cycle back though to the question for me personally. I definitely agree with you um, about, oh my gosh, I'm like knocking stuff over with my hand. (laughs) I talk with my hands. So it's really weird when I'm like doing this, swinging my arms in front of Cameron. Um, I uh, I totally agree with you. Hanging out has been huge and important to our friendship, but it's this show has also like helped me with my confidence level mm. a lot. Um, the fact that we've made something for over a year and it hasn't fallen completely apart, and it's like I don't know. I I would hope that this podcast has a quality to it, uh, and um, yeah, it's it's kind of it's our baby. It's in it's important. Yeah, to, to me, and it's exciting when somebody asks me what I do because I can say, "Well, this is what I do, and this is what I'm passionate about, and this is what I made." Right? That's crazy. Um, yeah, it's just it's honestly like stunning, and the amount of support that you have given us as a listener, it, it's like I don't even have words for it on a talk show. How am I even supposed to talk about it? <laughs> I'm so grateful for the fact that some people even listen to the show, and it's random, like who comes forward and talks about like how they enjoy the show. Someone like Kyle Garola, who recently supported us on Patreon. I haven't talked to Kyle like since high school. It's been so long since I talked to Kyle. Always liked the guy. Yeah. I ran, I ran into him at Aki one day and then, and then he was like, Oh, Hey, yeah, I listened to your show. (laughs) I was like, Oh really? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, like, I don't remember the last time I talked to him. I know he has a YouTube channel. You can check him out at Kyle Garola, but for someone who makes content to say, yo, dude, like I took out of my time to listen to your show and support, he supports us now on Patreon. It's like, that's humbling. That's like, wow. Yeah. And it's also, I mean, I said it's humbling, but it's also like, like we're proud of it. We're proud of what the show's become, hopefully in a less cocky way or in a, ba- in a avoiding a cocky sense. I don't know. I don't think it's, I, I, I wouldn't be necessarily cocky about our show i think i think the one thing that um we do really well is i think it sounds really good and i think we take pride in the fact that we um are trying to put out a quality product product um you know and so like i think we we still have a really humble show and a very small tiny show (laughs) you know what i mean so i don't i don't think it's anything that we're necessarily um you know 
we're necessarily trying to blow out of proportion. I think we we understand who our audience is and like where where they're coming from for the most part. So I I think I I don't know. I'm not I'm not all that. Well, well, here here's the thing that I want to ask you too. Um, like, where do you want? Where do you want the show to go necessarily? Like in the future, like okay, well, well, let's take let's take it from like starting episode one. Do you did you imagine it becoming like it is right now? Like, did you imagine our sort of like plan of growth to to have this sort of curve? Well, I think what's interesting is that as as we're doing this podcast stuff and we look at stats on how our show's doing, we're kind of, we're thinking like, we don't really know anything about growing a podcast, right? We started the show with the intention of creating something for us and for those who want to listen. And it's been cool how, as we've done it for a year, we've seen our numbers grow, but maybe not at the rate that we are, we, I feel like we're both ambitious people. You know, and we're like, well, we ha- we feel like we have something of quality. What would it take to just kind of let it soar? And I think that's what the second year of everything comes from something is all about, right? This first year has us been trying to figure out what is it like to host a podcast? What is it like to talk on air for a little while? And how do we make it available for the people who are going to be interested in the podcast going forward? I can't stress this enough. Like our first year if you have been a part of it has been like, I don't know. It's, it's been a journey probably <laughs> for, for you as well. Right. Cause I, we know our show is not perfect. We know it's small and, and not mighty and I will, well, maybe mighty. I don't know. We're, we're going, we're going as hard as we can and we didn't have a plan. Right. And so I think like in this two week time, it's like, well, what if we made a plan? How far could the show go on its by itself? Right. And so personally, I don't really want to see everything comes from something change um, to be like something that it isn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I want it to be what it's always remained to be, but maybe if there's a way to up the quality, up the content that our listeners actually want to hear. Like we cover a stupid range of things (laughs) on this show because it's what we're passionate about. And hopefully when you listen to it, you can be excited about what we're talking about as well. But like I'm listening, I'm looking at some of our episodes, right? We talk about socially acceptable addictions and self-care at episode 42, which was a relevant topic for us when we were talking about, well, what does this podcast mean for us? You know, like this is something that like, it's, it's hard to create something for a long time. And I feel like we're burning out, right? Next episode is about Avengers, which is a movie. And, Two episodes from that, we have a guest of Jules, my girlfriend, who is a musician, talking about the songwriting in the industry. Uh, then we have the tragic history of Italy, which was two episodes ago. <laughs> so, like, we... It's weird, because we need to figure out, like, what our people want to hear, but still not sacrifice the passion aspect. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be 100% honest. Like, if I'm doing this show and I'm not passionate about it, the show will end. I'm being, I'm just being real, you know, like I'm not, we're not going to do a creative endeavor that takes hours out of our week that we don't enjoy doing. 
And I think there have been weeks where Cameron and I have come together and been like, dude, we're so beat. We're so tired. This show is like, man, like, does anybody even listen to this? Like, it can be discouraging to get together and, you know, not have that passion and drive. But I think, honestly, the last 10 episodes that we've met together, we've had this mindset of, hey, we have a game plan for the future. We want to do something more with this show. When we come to this show, especially in the last 10 episodes, I always get this mentality of like, hey, it's time for us to be at our best right now. And that wasn't always the case with all 50 episodes. Right. I'm trying to think of an episode that we were like feeling like, what, do, you, do you remember any that we were like, oh my gosh, what is this? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Some of them, I think, I think they're like retro perspective episodes where we're like look back and we're like uh, I don't know I don't know if we did that right you know what I mean and then there are some that that were just like sort of mildly interested going into it and then we kind of see like oh it wasn't it wasn't necessarily up to what we what we normally talk about so I don't know I think I think one of the things that I'd like to to change going forward is to um I don't know, maybe have a set amount of things that we talk about or like a set sort of rotation. We 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 tried that in the past where it was like, okay, well certain weeks we we can't talk about the same thing twice in a row or whatever. But like maybe pairing back and and actually like focusing in on scale might be a better thing for us. I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. I'm look. I'm honestly looking at our episodes about ones that we weren't passionate about. I specifically remember getting stuck on the weird wars episode, which I love that topic. But the f- the football war, I spent way too much time trying to explain what was going on because I didn't understand it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was like frustrating for me trying to put it all together for someone to actually understand what was going on. And I know you loved uh, talking about books. But that episode I just didn't read, so how could I be passionate about it? You know, I'm just stupid. <laughs> so that was like that was one where I was sitting you, there and I was you like, "You gotta read more, Isaac. Uh, you gotta I don't know read." If this is the right topic to talk, Isaac. About. You gotta read. I know. I de- I definitely need to read more. <laughs> but it's like when you read in school, I'm like, I don't want to read. I always I I always um love it when we talk about economics too because we like economics and we think it's interesting but i don't think anybody else does like literally nobody else so it's kind of like this it's like the forbidden topic you know hey, that's my major don't i know dissonant no i know but like i don't know most people most normal people do not care about economics you know what i mean they should that's i agree why we're, we're raising awareness <laughs> raising awareness for the discussion of economics but it's also like do people want to hear people talk about economics? I don't know. I think, well, so here's been here. Like it goes back to the heart of what the show was based on. Yeah. If someone is passionate about something, you could listen to them talk about it all day. Mm. Unless it was like atrociously boring. (laughs) I think like there's two aspects that go into that. The message and the messenger. And if the messenger is entertaining, the message could be anything. And as long as it's entertaining, it could be great, right? For example, just straight up example. I don't mean to pat myself on the back. Some of you know that I work for a church. This week, or uh, this last weekend, they asked me to do the announcements. I freaking hate the announcements at church, okay? 
Like the guy who stands up and says, "We have the church Sunday barbecue two weekends from now. <laughs> bring your children, bring your family, bring uh, the hot dogs." You know, like it's like, dude, this is so weird. You know what right. I mean? It's the yeah, it's the most unnatural thing. So, like this week. When I stood up to do the announcements, I'm like, I don't care if I make myself a fool up there as long as people are are having fun, right? So I stand up on stage, right? We had a weird Sunday. I work for a pop-up church where, uh, you know, we bring in everything and set up a stage. We lost all power this week. So I stand up on stage and I start screaming. I'm like, hey, like, well, you know, here's the announcements. Let's go. Let's get hyped, you know? And I could tell, like, some of the you know, the adults in the room were like, who is this guy? But there were <laughs> smiles, right? Yeah. And I was like, at least it was more entertaining, right? Like, we had an announcement about doing a, a service for Father's Day, and I was like, we got to make a bad dad joke and literally cringe at it with people. And so we did, and people were like, that was painful. And mm. I was like... But I had a big smile on my face. I'm like, hey, it doesn't matter, you know, because now you got the message and you are hurt. So, <laughs> but but you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, my, my dad joke would have been, oh, hey, um, there's this Father's Day uh, announcement. Here's, oh, I don't have a dad, so I, I shouldn't be talking about this. <laughs> that would have been mine. It would have been just like this, where you would have been staring at me. Everybody would have been like, I don't know if I can laugh. I'm uncomfortable. Quick note for those of you listening. Cameron bonded over with one of his roommates <laughs> about how the fact that they both don't have dads in their lives at his birthday party. Yeah. It was it was pretty fun. Beautifully depressing. Yeah. Juliana was laughing at you guys. I mean, that's, yeah, well, that's what it should be. She was just like, wow, this is the most depressing friendship I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah. I don't want to talk about dad jokes anymore. Okay. All right, let's move on. But but that's the point, right, of, of this podcast. If we can get met uh, people who are coming on the show who are passionate about something and good messengers, I think, you know, the show should be entertaining, hopefully, right? Mm-hmm. Someone, um, who, who am I thinking of? Austin Keys did an episode with us about the ER and cars. Yeah. Two things that you and I... Don't, don't know a lot about. about. Yeah. And I I just swear, in on my life, I've never heard Austin Keys, um, what's what's his tag? At O four underscore uh bad GTO is like his Instagram if you want to check out his cars. Um, but I've never heard him talk so much in my life. Mm. Like he's a really quiet guy. He is. Yeah. And he was like pretty funny on the show. He was great. Yeah, he did a great job. And I was like, dude, pretty nervous bringing you on, but like he did a good job being an entertaining messenger for content that most people like didn't know. Well, I mean, maybe, you know, as a listener more about, but like for both of us to have not known anything about that and have a good time on the show, like that's what everything comes from. Something is about. Yeah, no. Yeah, totally. And I, and I think I would also like to have more, bring in more of that aspect of like, Maybe we just don't know anything about a subject, but there's someone who does that we know and we can bring them on and it will be really interesting. And and I think to some degree, we want our shows to be a little bit informative or a little bit like maybe inspiring or, or sort of uplifting in a certain way. And so like if you take something that you don't know about, you present it to two people who are... Um, complete dunderheads and say like this is why you should care about this or this is why you should be more interested in this than you are right now like 
I think that trans translates well over over the podcast format. So I think if you look at big podcast shows like I mean, if you look at someone like Joe Rogan, who's a huge podcast, obviously we're not competing with him on any major level, but he does this thing where he invites people that he doesn't really know on the show, but he has the confidence to be able to question them and learn himself. And that's why it's so fun to listen as an audience member. Now, the times where I find that show extremely boring is when he's not asking the best questions or if the messenger isn't exciting. Right, right, right. Right? Um, Yeah. On the other hand, though, I do want to say that some material is interesting even if the messenger sucks. And we kind of want to avoid that because our podcast is so broad, right? We want to stick to the things people are passionate about. For example, just because I was talking about Joe Rogan, this popped in my head. I listened to a guy talk about what it was like to live um, as a police officer fighting cartels in Mexico. Oh, yeah. uh, With Joe Rogan, which was fascinating such a good episode so like like a ton of interesting facts and thoughts it was like i was glued to my seat listening to it i have to be honest though the guy speaking not super energetic not a very like entertaining person to listen to but the content that he was talking about was fascinating and i think that there are there are a lot of podcasts that cover fascinating subjects and i think that we will have topics like that on this show come up occasionally but Really, our mission is how do we make those messengers fun and funny, or or not even funny, but like exciting to listen to. Yeah, entertaining, definitely. So I I, I hope that gives you a better understanding of where the show wants to go. And to be super honest with you, we don't even know. Uh, like we don't exactly know what we're gonna do moving forward. Part of this two weeks is that we have some meetings lined up to figure out what we are doing and what the mission plan is and the step-by-step but we don't mind admitting the flaws and the issues or the things that we're working at because like we're a small podcast and we hope that you feel a part of it right yeah 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 i don't know i i think one of the things that that i really like about our interactions I guess together is that we can just talk about anything too like like I think for there's there's a certain amount of um obviously we get fixed in on certain things that we that we really care about but like when it's just you and me and there isn't a microphone sitting in front of us we'll just talk about anything you know it's there's the no same, like it's no different before we started the show it was like half an hour of us just talking about nothing what did we talk what were we saying well i was talking about what my future job might oh yeah be, you were you were stressed was out yeah i'm stressed yeah. out about a bunch of stuff but but like but then after that after the the depressing uh part of our conversation we went into something that was like weird and stupid you know like we always do so I, I, hot dogs and legs oh yes Le- yeah hot dogs and legs that that meme and you're you're talking about no never you mind i'm not gonna it. say, you it. Can't say <laughs> um there's a little bit less of a filter on our actual conversations definitely definitely yeah i mean do you I, remember that stupid conversation at your birthday party about salami and pepperoni yeah i was honestly sitting there with this group of people all very cool people but I was like, could there be a lamer conversation at a party? No. Discussing well, yes. oh, pepperoni yeah. of course and there could salami. Be. What's the difference? Of course there could be. 
I was just like, my goodness. But it is one of those like weird topics that you bring up when you when you feel like you don't have anything to say. You know what I mean? You it's know what like, I bring up? My master scheme for tube babies, but we're just going to oh leave no. it at that. Oh, no. I know. You were talking about that, weren't you? That's what I did. Oh Whenever I'm bored, I just bring that up because it always makes people think for a little while. No, it makes like people how, really uncomfortable. I like how I how Juzo was like actually on board for a second. No, no. Uh, no, absolutely not. <laughs> Anyways, we're I'm going to let that one pass. But like I think I think that's something I I would like to incorporate more into the podcast like profanity? Uh maybe. Um <laughs> you're editing then. No, no, no. Um not just not just the profanity. Um I I think something that that I like when we do it and I know it's hard because we we have set up a certain amount of strict constraints when we talk about things like I like that we can just go back and forth with each other I like the more loose conversations that we have in the podcast form and I, I I'm curious to know what you might think about like maybe making that something that we do more regularly like we had the post show but i i want to i don't really want to do post show content necessarily like like we have the show and then we have something tacked on after the show that's like kind of what we want to do anyways you know what i mean where it's just like it's like recess in a in a little in in a certain way like i'm interested in seeing what it would be if we just if we just talked normally and we didn't have like a a schedule or like something to talk about i i'd I'd be interested to see what that would be what what that would look like you know what i mean i feel like that sort of show comes across a tad facetious just because it's rambling nonsense and i've listened to podcasts that do this granted they had awful audio quality and so that was distracting for me but when it's a bunch of friends just giggling around stuff Yes, our show does that often, but they're like, I take a personal role and I'm sure maybe some people listen to like that guy's has a stick up his butt to kind of bring the, the train back on the tracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's important to have some structure because, you know, I, my friend Jonathan Adam, he wants a really structured podcast. Right, right. And when he complains to me about that, I'm like, dude, you know, I just, you're a structured person. That's not really what the show is going to be. Um, but I, I do say like, I hear what you're saying, and that's why we've shaved it down to 70 minutes. We've tried to make it more concise. We've tried to give a thesis statement for each episode to kind of revolve around one singular idea, and some episodes translate better than others, right? I mean, this episode, for example, is super-duper loose. I don't even know. We were talking about John Wick for a long time. (laughs) What does that have to do with the podcast? I don't know. Nothing. But we wanted to present kind of just like a real freeform train of thoughts i'm really on this train allegory i don't know what it is but besides the point i i think that it's valuable but you have to be tasteful with how that with that goes that's just yeah, my, my yeah, personal yeah. opinion i don't know what what you think of it yeah i don't know i think it would be i think it would be something different from our our normal normal show so i wouldn't like necessarily want to bring that in necessarily there but i think it could be interesting to i don't know i i don't know i'm i'm just kind of going off um cuz i don't really know what i think but i i think i i think i like the the more free form the more conversational 
like I think it's I think it's interesting not just for for us as um you know the people who make it because it's easier for us <laughs> you know but I think I think it's I think it can be interesting for other people too because if you have me and you or you know a couple other people who are you know brought in for things that are more conversational because we have chemistry with them like I think that translates well over the podcast format you know so i don't know i'm I'm not i'm not suggesting anything necessarily i'm just kind of throwing it out there so um it's funny how this podcast has sort of become a partial brainstorm camera and i even thinking about what the next stage is you know which is side comment i don't know where i'm going with that (laughs) but this is a negative question but i'm not afraid of negativity okay and neither are you clearly um, <laughs> such a low blow. <laughs> call me fat earlier. Did I? No, I didn't. No, I know. I'm just I didn't make, call you fat. Just making early. beef. Why? Because you like to eat beef. Because you're fat. <laughs> okay, here's here's my question. What has been the worst part about doing this podcast? Mm, I think the commute is hard. Obviously, I agree, but yeah. but like I I don't know if that's the worst part. Um, I think like there's a certain amount of grind where you're like, okay, you know, it's Tuesday or it's Monday, blah, blah, blah. We got to go, blah, you know, we got to, we got to do the podcast. We got to do some research. We got to. Yeah. Yeah. There's like a certain, um, it sort of throws a wrench into like, it becomes work in a certain way. Yeah. You know what I mean? It becomes like, okay, we got to we got to do this because we've got a schedule, you know, we've got our, our certain, we have life and we have this podcast too. So we have to fit that in somewhere. So I, I don't know. I think, I think all those things are hard. A finding a time to, to get out to each other and like, you know, spend a couple hours with each other. And then also coming up with, with something to talk about on the podcast. Yeah. Bringing forth a valuable topic is, is huge. And it also takes a decent chunk of mental strain on both of us because sometimes we'll sit down and be like, what are we going to talk about, right? Yeah. And if we hadn't discussed it last week, it can be difficult to come forward with that. Cameron and I have definitely become better at like communicating with each other at a distance. Cameron used to never pick up phone calls. He used to never text me back. Now he's like way better at it. Well, yeah, because I have to be. <laughs> you have to be, right? And we'll all send you texts before the show and be like, hey, this is what we're talking about. If you have time, do some research so we have less research time when we actually get there. And it's easier to talk about things that we know about in advance, but it doesn't mean we don't like to talk about things we don't know as much about. Mm. It's just better to bring an expert on. Um, I had a ton of fun doing the episode about green energy and environment, yeah, which is sort of a random topic, but I took that class on it. And when we had the research and I had a, like an ounce of passion with it, it was like that, that kind of episode is my favorite kind of research episode. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Where we have like a backbone of knowledge and there's also a great opportunity to be able to discuss kind of that free form talking thing, just like you were mentioning earlier. Um, for me personally, I think that the commute is, is obviously the hardest part. Right. But Sometimes I find like it's hard to struggle with pride when you're creating something. A lot of people attribute musicians to this certain category. 
um, or certain struggle. You know, I, I've seen some musicians play recently where they said, oh, you can't find my stuff on any streaming platform. You can only find me here performing live for you. I'm like, that. that's a little... <laughs> I don't know. That's a little strange, right? Yeah. Because uh, they, they have so much pride built up over time. And like, this is my art. And, you know, if I, if I were to admit that I needed to improve, that would mean I'm admitting defeat, which is something I think I'm, I'm really working through personally right now is like when you're forced to change something, whether it's in business, personal life, or, uh, you know, anything creative, it's okay to say that you're not doing your best. And that's a difficult thing for me to struggle with. And that's what's been hard for me about this podcast is like, okay, this is my baby. This is what, you know, Cameron and I have worked so hard to do. We've we've been pushing for the best that we can do with what we have, right? And to come to terms with the fact that it's like, it's not its best, right? And that's that's a hard thing to mm. come forward with personally, especially if you're so prideful and excited about the thing that you're creating, right? Um, I think if no matter what you're creating with, right, music, film, if you're drawing, if you're doing artistic graphic work, and the minute someone says, "Well, yeah, it's not as good in this form," or it's not as, you know, it could be better in these ways, to be able to take that and not take it as like like something to bring you down, but something to bring you up build you up basically to be better like that takes i don't know that takes a lot out of me i think mm. um and i and honestly like a year ago i, I would have said it wouldn't um to have to admit that like we need to work better or work or work harder or, or really rethink the way we're doing stuff now i'm not fully talking about this podcast i think this podcast is doing well but it's also happened in my personal life where I've looked at relationships with people or the way I do my job and I'm like, dude, I have to admit defeat. You know? That's a that's something hard to deal with and and aspects of that have translated over to this podcast as well. Where I'm like I mean, you saw it for a while actually. There was this period where we got this mixer, we got our nice mic arms, and literally the next week I was like we need to buy something different. Like there needs to be there. We got to do something different, right? Yeah. You remember yeah. this? Yeah. I'm yeah. sending you texts about getting new equipment constantly. I'm like, things need to be better. Uh, we got a plan for all this other stuff. Like I'm freaking out in the sense of like, it's like my pride. It's like, if it's not perfect, I it, it, like, I'm struggling with it by myself. Cause I'm like, well, I'm always a hard worker. It should be perfect. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like I have this self pride in my work ethic and that isn't a healthy place to be at, especially when you're being creative towards something because you experience burnout. And I know Cameron and I have experienced levels of burnout with this podcast, but it's like, I think the hardest thing for me has been able to embrace small defeats and also learn to embrace like the small victories. Mm. And so like there's a positive end to that thing but the hardest thing for me is to be like I created this podcast and 32 people listened to it for that episode yeah and that was my favorite episode I've done and yet another episode has over 100 streams and I thought that one sucked you know <laughs> it's like why is this one doing pretty awful and another one doing like way better like that that was I don't know like pers it was just personal for me 
and it, it shouldn't be personal. It should be something like pick yourself up by the bootstraps and get going. But I think with us taking a break and, and uh, really trying to restructure, it's not out of any negativity. And I'm proud to say that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, well, because if we had taken a break, like, I don't know, eight weeks ago, we would yeah. it would have been out of a certain, like a sort of... Fatigue. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I think right now, I think we're both in a, a, a certain point of acceptance of like, okay, we're going to do this. And, and I like, I like what you said about, about taking the small victories because, because like, so there's, there's always this, um, this idea that, uh, perfection is the enemy of, of good, um, or of the good, like perfection. When you try to be a perfectionist, when you try to make everything great, you, you lose a certain amount of ability to build off of yourself you know what i mean you you say well this isn't good enough but but the issue is when you're doing something that's good you can build off of that and do something that's a little bit more good you know a little bit better and you're and you're you're building on top of these these small wins to make something eventually that will be that will be really great um but you can't you can't just jump to to the really great you know what I mean you have to you have to build that up and so like for me one of the things that I always sort of go back to when we're when we're talking about like like our you know our our listenership or our numbers or whatever you know like I think early on we were kind of stressed out more about that where we were like well why isn't this doing this well or why isn't blah 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 like how do we how do we get these things um, you know, doing better, but it's also like at this point, I'm, I'm more concerned about, about coming each week, doing the show, doing as best as we can during that time. And then, and then making that a consistent thing and doing it, doing it every week. You know what I mean? I'm way more concerned about that than, than our raw numbers because our raw numbers are, um, well, a lot of a lot of it has to do with the fact that sometimes it's just luck, you know? Sometimes it's very hard to predict what what you know, what things are going to do well and what things aren't. And so like for me, I I I tend to I tend to not think about how much we're um how many people we're listening or how many how many how many people are tuning in, blah blah blah. Like that is something that we that I think because it's a number because you can quantify it I think you judge your value the value of your product based on that and to some degree that is the value of your product right (laughs) like like to some degree it is the raw number of people um who are listening but but at a certain point you can't get bogged down in that because because if you won't make any gains if your goal is to is to do the numbers of Joe Rogan or do the numbers of whoever other podcast. You know, you you won't you won't get there if you're if you're frustrated that you aren't there right now. Yeah, it's it's interesting cuz if you're working with something creative and you're trying to give it to people, right? Or or you know, like to make a creative product that someone enjoys, there is it's like the most valuable lesson to learn that small steps win. And 
like with Juliana, I've been dating her as a musician and I don't mean to like be airing out her dirty laundry or anything like that. But like, that is a constant conversation with us where her numbers over time have went up. She is growing as an artist, but it's, it's like never enough for her. Right. She's like, I'm not blowing up though. You know? Yeah. And I was like, you can't stick yourself to that. Right. If you're so focused on blowing up, how are you supposed to create something that's crafted? That's valuable, right? When you're so worried about those numbers. And Juliana has honestly like changed as a person and inspired me because I'll come to her and tell her that. And then the next day I'll go home and stress about my own podcast numbers. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I don't even listen to myself right, right, when exactly. I'm telling her that, right? I'm going to share some, some stats, not because it's, it's anything important. We are a small podcast. We are proud of what we have, but it's not amazing. Right. But this is what I wanted to share with you. At the beginning of the year, we had like over a thousand all-time streams, which is pretty small, okay? Currently, we're at over 3.1 streams. That's like- 3.1 thousand? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Three point, so, 3,100. So, you're saying like January 2019. Right. January 2019 to currently June, within the last like five months, right, we've gotten double the amount of streams that we got- in the first six months of doing yeah. this show. Yeah, yeah, Why so isn't that encouraging us as much as it should be? Right, right, Instead, right. people are worried about the numbers, or, or, like... We're worried about the numbers. Right, like, we... Like, as a creator, though, I don't know if the audience is a creator, too, right? Um, When you're creating something, you're worried about, like, the quantity instead of the relative growth. Mm-hmm. Like, our podcast has a relative growth, and yet we struggle with the depression of not having like huge numbers. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so th- for me, I guess at the point I'm trying to circle back to that realization with celebrating growth, it, it was hard to find what growth meant to me, I guess. Yeah, yeah. What, what was back to it, right? Small victories and, you know, accepting defeats or right? what, or you're saying like, what was victory just generally? Like, like it was back then victory was something I think different than it is now. Right. For us. I, yeah. I, I think for me, victory is like, is much smaller than I would have said victory was a year ago. Totally. And, yeah. and that's, and that's not a bad thing either. I think that's actually a, a really great thing because it, it sets your sights on, making something that that you care about instead of making something that you're chasing after you know an algorithm or chasing after something or other you know i watched this video about um about the youtube algorithm and about this guy he was he was talking about how essentially how it works is is that the algorithm is chasing the the uh, what people are clicking on what people are clicking on uh, are are content creators but what content creators are are creating is based on the algorithm and so that it's this never-ending cycle of all these three different groups try- chasing after each other right right and so and so but then at at a certain point you have to say like okay what am i making why am i making content for this algorithm that's always changing you know what I mean? How how am I supposed to make something um, consistent for 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 a moving target? Yeah. You know. So, and and then the other question is like, how how much am I willing to to make clickbaity titles, or how much am I willing to make this this a um, an inferior product 
to to f- feed the algorithm or to keep to keep this sort of cycle going like how much am i willing to to sell myself out for that and i think i think there's a real question in that like in the podcast space it's a little bit different because you blow up based on not necessarily an algorithm i mean you do you do to a certain extent right if you get on the front page of itunes that you're pretty you know you're pretty much set if you um if you cross over with a certain large podcast who's got a large audience you're set you know there there are certain things that you can do but but it's not as as sort of easily clickable it's not as like clickbaity as as youtube is and so i think when you're when you're when we're thinking about how we're doing things and how we're growing it's less about okay what can we do to grab people's attention what can we do that will you know suck people in and more about what are we doing to to be passionate about what we're talking about you know how are we how are we keeping ourselves sort of in line in in doing something that we're excited about and i think that's a way healthier attitude to have than just what's going to be popular or what's going to grab attention now we don't know this but we do believe that this strategy will breed quality and that's really what we care about right yeah hopefully of course like having that passion too is super important but imagine if we were doing this show and we were going for like clickbaity trash (laughs) first of all I, i doubt that most most of our listeners would stick around and the ones that came around probably wouldn't like be overly invested or or care that much and and that's a wide assumption but they're like i don't want to have something that sucks under my name (laughs) yeah do you know well and like and like let's just take this for for an example how many times have you um, clicked on a video that that had like a really flashy headline and you were like oh that sounds interesting and then you watched it maybe you watched a couple minutes or maybe you watched the whole video but then you like literally never thought about it again you know what I mean like right. you literally never never were invested in it you you didn't know who made it you couldn't even if you if you tried you couldn't even remember what what the video was you know to to like show it to someone else or anything so like I'm way more concerned about having something that people are like oh yeah like you should listen to this because it's really good you know what i mean like like you should like i i want something that people are suggesting to other people not just coming across and being like oh that sounds interesting you know and and clicking because because it's got a flashy title like i don't know i i'm 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 interested in building a certain um a community that has like a good amount of feedback and and we feel like personally invested in here is a good example i think when when we talk about film right i look at a movie like bird box which is the flashy title it's on all the on the websites there's this weird conspiracy theory that netflix is just making up numbers to make people go watch it no one will remember bird box in four years. As a matter of fact, people only remember it because of the internet blow up. And I, I really don't think anyone's going to be rewatching that movie mm-hmm. because it, there's just no quality, but it's clicky, 
right? I mean, you want to go to it. You want to watch it. Everyone else is watching it, right? Whereas one of my favorite films, Drive, has this super weird cult following. Yeah, yeah. I remember that I heard about it from a coworker who's like, you got to watch this movie. Sat down to watch it, loved it. And then I started telling all my other friends about it. And then, like, I don't know. I just, I saw this girl who was a friend of mine. She She's also a musician. She did a cover of a song from that movie in the same film style. Mm. And I was just like, this movie is beyond irrelevant. But people are <laughs> passionate enough to talk about it still. And make content paying tribute to it. One of my one of our favorite games, Hotline Miami, is is paying tribute to Drive. Actually, you can find the jacket in the first level of the first game. Actually, yeah. it's on the ground. So, like content like that, it stays around. It, it sticks with you for a little bit. And we know that maybe our show isn't quite there, but we hope that it's aiming in that direction. And that's kind of what we wanted to translate to you as a listener um, with this episode is, is where we want to go and where our headspace is at sort of. Yeah, totally. That's an hour and five. Let's wrap it there. Let's just tie it in a bow. Have it be a nice birthday present to me. Happy birthday, Cameron. Oh, thanks. I am curious. I I know a lot of people wonder that listen to the show and our friends are like, I I wonder how long our podcast is going to go for. I don't know. I'm I'm not like We're Well, I didn't to, think it was going to go for a year. So That's a good point. <laughs> oh. I'm like stretching. It is so hot. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why you live in San Jose. San Jose, cuz it cuz it gets hot. Ugh, I ate so many cheeseburgers this weekend. It's, cheeseburgers? Yeah. That sounds delicious. I had five guys like three days after we had five guys. Oh, really? I know what you guys were talking about. Yeah, you get like a you get like a big old rock in your stomach. Oh, I from feel five it. guys, it's still there. You like? Yeah, it never goes away. It's intense. It's like that gum that you swallowed before the show. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was lodged between my breathing and esophagus. Those are probably the wrong terms, but you know what I mean. I thought it was going down my breathing pipe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The gum or the five guys? The gum. Okay. Like, you know when you swallow a pancake, but it's way too much pancake? Yes. It's really slow and painful. See, it's one of the reasons why I have a hard time eating pancakes. Well, it's also, I I never had that issue with gum, but that's what I just had. Mm. What a mistake. This is probably the last piece of gum I'll ever swallow. I told you you shouldn't. They're gross. I, I told you, don't swallow gum, and then you did it anyways. See you in seven years, uh, you y- chunk of gum. Yep, and then it's, yeah, you're never going to get rid of that Can you imagine gum. if they had a gum swallowing competition, like a big <laughs> chew? They're like, how much big chew can you swallow with one swallow? You ever think about how big chew is basically like training kids to do to, to do chewing tobacco? Like... You ever think about how the, how messed up that is? Does anyone actually like? Do you think Big Tobacco is is funding Big Chew? Do you think it's like some conspiracy where they're given like they they're like, hey, you go around to the baseball stadiums and give all these kids? Uh, it's the same with sunflower seeds. No, too. no, the same no thing. joke. I saw a sports car that was tricked out like crazy today, and it was it said Malibu, like the c- cigarettes, the red and white. Isn't that right? Malibu. 
Is it, or what's it called? All Mar- I know Marubu? is oh, Marble Marblo Marblos. I'll smoke those cigarettes. Marble burls. All the kids are doing vape mods. Yeah, they're do- they're doing. Is that jewels. even relevant? They're doing no. Now it's jewels. Oh, I don't know. I don't even know what that is. The, yeah, there used to be like this kind of kind of hardcore community of people who are like, oh, how much <laughs> power can I pack into my vape? Yeah, but imagine that, but with big chew. Yeah. And then exactly. the goal was to swallow it and says, smoke it out. Hmm. But like the reason why you want a bubble gum like that is so that you can get as big bubble, uh, as big a bubble as possible. You know what I mean? Yes. I know <laughs> what you mean. And I think for this episode, I'm just, we're just going to keep rambling about something and I'm just going to bring the volume down because that's exactly how this podcast should end. Just slow fade of nonsense. But but like you know, you know what I mean. There's a certain amount of people. Who <laughs> I know I just, you're doing. I it. just want to. No, I'm not doing it. Okay, yet. okay. I just want to see like how obscure we can get. There are a certain amount of people who can who will eat big chew as a kid, right? And then, then they'll be like, "Hmm, I wonder what this would. I wonder what this would be like if I did it, but it was really bad for my teeth." And it gave me cancer. What? Wait, is Big Chew coming like the strands or the... They're what? the strands. What's They're the, the strands. one? The Hubba Bubba one? Hubba Bubba is the tape. Yes, Hubba the Bubba tape. Hubba Bubble tape. <laughs> That's what I was thinking about. Yeah. The strands are weird. What if they just give you a huge bag of strands? Like, 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 like... You ever have Bazooka? Final. Bazooka was my favorite bubble gum. Seriously, it was, it was, it was so good. What the heck, dude? That stuff is hard as concrete. No, but it, it gets soft. It gets tasty. I, I did like it. Big Chew, though. It was Big way too sugary. Was good. Is too I can't handle it. All of it is too sugary. <laughs>